Austin working on Edie into the paint. No look past the suing who throws it down. Here's the handoff to Laird. Laird bouncing around. Does he get there? Yes! Touchdown! Bears! Here's the snap. Costello under heavy protection. Throws midfield. Intercepted! Swung and it belted out to right field. That one's a long way. Is it fair? It is. It's gone. And the Bears tie the game on a Quentin Selma long ball. 15 on the game clock. Long three by Aisha Thomas. She's got that one. Thomas with a pump fake, runs baseline, throws it into the corner to Cowling. Long three, boom! Welcome in to Bear Talk here on 90.7 FM KALX Berkeley, your Cal Sports Radio Network and your best source for all things Cal Sports. Sam Wiseman here with you alongside McCoy Cantwell and for the first time Noah Rafaga. Joining us, I hope I said that right, Noah. Oh, well, let's turn your mic on. How about that? Is that is that correct? That's correct. Awesome. All right. Well, we got a lot of things to get to in the world of Cal sports: Cal football, men's and women's basketball, a couple of other things on the docket for tonight. Cal football coming off a thirty-three twenty win versus Washington State. They're going to play USC this weekend. All the action will be on ninety point seven FM KALX Berkeley. But McCoy, Noah. Got a lot got a lot to unpack from that win versus Washington State. Streak breaker. We're going all the way. Oh boy. We're taking it. Rose Bowl. Can we even make the Rose Bowl? <laughs> no, we can't. Yeah. No, okay. That's not. I I didn't think that the statistics lined up in a way such that we could, but just needed to make sure. I'm not the stats guy. No, that'd be Ryan. Ryan's that'd be stats. Ryan. Ryan's out tonight. Noah, you can be our replacement stats guy tonight, and I know you got some stats from that win over Washington State. You got some Noah's stat. We're going to start a segment here or what? I do have some stats. Uh, let's talk about Devon Monster against Washington State. Probably his best game as a Cal Bear. 16 for 24, 230 yards, and three touchdowns. Probably his best performance. What do you guys think about Easily his best performance. Here's the thing. Coming into that game, Monster's completion percentage, about 50%. And really at this point... It's something that we've seen really consistently, I think, from Devon Monster, a 50% or thereabout completion percentage, right? This game, 16 of 24, not great, but what did you say, 237 yards? 230 yards and three touchdowns. Yeah, the three touchdowns are the most important part of that. And, you know, never mind that two of them were because of, uh, of turnovers generated by Cal's defense. It's still impressive. Five touchdowns in a game, five offensive scores in a game. That's the most since Cal's win last year versus Oregon State when they scored six times offensively in that 49-7 to win. That was also a streak-breaking win as they had lost three straight when they traveled to Corvallis. But, yeah, Devon Monster looking good. Other piece of big news, Chase Garber is cleared to return. He's back. The Garbster, the... Garbster the, sounds the, like the mix between Monster and Garbers. There's no good nickname for Chase Garbers yet. We got Greg the Leg. Greg the Leg. Although is he was not the, the leg. He I was like not that he one. was decidedly not the leg a couple actually a couple times now, but he's missed five of the last six he's he missed a stretch of, of you know, five you, of six field. You goals. know what happened? That was because Sam, you and I mentioned we said Greg the Leg on air at the Oregon game. That was when he missed his first uh, field goal attempt of you know the what? season. I think that means we have to say it an even number of times on air for the the luck to cancel out. Either that, or we need to give an even number of nicknames to the opposition. I'm just saying, Chase Garber's no good nickname. Prove me wrong. Change my mind. Right? 
Garby. Chase Gar- Bank. Garbo, man. Chase Bank. Take it to the bank. Take it to the Chase bank. Chase Bank. That's Chase a good bank. one. Well, might hear that one this weekend. There Who we knows? go. Right? Who's going to be on the Who's going to be on the call this weekend? Well, McCoy, f- funny you should ask. It'll be me. I'll they, be there. So I wonder who's going to take it. You got it. You got to tune in. Chase Garber's end of on monster quarterback battle again in week ten in full swing. I guess is the line from Cal football. They haven't decided on a quarterback yet. Cal goes from having three quarterbacks to two quarterbacks to one quarterback to two quarterbacks to three quarterbacks. I think that's like the the Russian the nesting dolls. Yeah, there's you get to Spencer Brash in the middle, and then slowly you put the dolls back on. And you we can't about, forget about Robbie too. Robbie Rowell, you know what? He's the little he's the core. Okay, Whatever he's the is Kinder the, Egg at the center of the Matryoshka dolls. If I if I butchered the Russian on there, please call in and correct me. Yeah, please. Well, Chase Garber's good, good going before he was injured. He broke his collarbone, or you know, upper body injury. He 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 fractured his collarbone. Every football player has fractured their collarbone. Every single football player on in the history of the world has fractured their collarbone. Yeah, and O.J. Simpson has fractured a couple people's collarbones. Ooh. A, hey, we need to we need to set up some USC's we, coming to town. We need to set up some USC jokes. You yeah. can't spell Trojan without OJ. That's true. That's absolutely correct. That's a spelling fact is that what that leaves is. Tran. Yes, it's true. Yes, you're you're that's also <laughs> true. Can't spell Trojan without OJ. Uh our our good friend David Straub, he is he has a, a vintage OJ Simpson jersey that I have no doubt he'll be sporting at the game. This coming Saturday at Memorial Stadium. Night game though it may be. I want to talk about Chase Garbers. I want to talk about Devon Monster. I am not convinced that Chase Garbers should start this game. You, Even though you give Devon Monster a couple of possessions with good field position, courtesy of the Cal defense, right? Even though you spot him those yards and even though you have seen better things from Chase Garbers in the past. I'm not sure that you take the ball away from the guy who was responsible for four touchdowns last week. Yeah, do you remember how many games it took for Chase Garbers to get into the swing of things? Yeah, like mean, 13 games. Yeah, well, it, and now it, it obviously took Monster a few, but like you said, I mean, he's starting to not just gel with the offense, he is starting to hit multiple receivers, which is which is a big thing. At first, yeah, at first he could only connect with, you know, Kako Crawford every once in a while. The, but, other, yeah. the other thing about Devon Monster, before Noah tries to argue with us about this, the other <laughs> thing about Devon Monster, when was the last time you saw a Cal quarterback hit guys this consistently downfield? And I'm excluding Chase Garbers in the first quarter of that ASU game. Right? There's, there really aren't a ton of comparisons over the last couple of years to what Devon Monster has I mean, been able are, to do are recently. Are you forgetting about Chase Garbers' game against Ole Miss? I'm we a, are forgetting about Chase Garbers' game how against How can you forget Ole Miss. that game? I'm just saying... You take a team with not a great defense at Washington State, USC, better defense, but still, it's not like a it's not a strong point at this point in the year, right? It's you know I top half of the Pac-12, but it's not you know fantastic. It's not phenomenal, fantastic. Like you should be scared of the USC defense, right? What does Devon Monster? What what does the, what does the Cal coaching staff have to lose by playing Devon Monster? It's not a game. It's not a decision <laughs> that that is indefensible. I think you have to go with Chase Garbers. I mean, Devon Monster played well again, sixteen for twenty four, two hundred and thirty yards and three touchdowns against Washington State. But Washington State is one of the worst defenses in the Pac twelve. 
I mean, they're giving up 30 points a game. It's the worst defense the in the worst Pac-12. Defense, excuse me, the worst defense in the Pac-12. And against his other starts, against Oregon State and Oregon, again, Devon Mosser about 50% on his completions, and he only threw for 151 yards against Oregon State, 190 yards against Oregon, also two interceptions that game. I feel like you go with Chase Garbers. I think that that's got more to do with the fact that he was still getting used to the offense, though. I mean, you see, you mentioned that he had his three touchdowns, all the three different receivers this time around. That's true, but also, let's just go back to what Chase Garbers was doing before he got hurt. Um, Against Ole Miss, 357 yards and four touchdowns, his best game as a Cal Bear. And then you go to the game against Arizona State before he got knocked out and the middle of the second quarter, he was 9 for 12, 117 yards, and one touchdown. I think if he plays the rest of that game, he could probably hit 300 yards that game, and we get the win. Yeah, no doubt that there's a very real possibility. Yeah, no doubt we get the Cal, win. Cal almost got the win without Chase Garbers, right? Or, yeah. That's true, but the, you look at the way Chase Garbers was playing before he got hurt, I think if he's able to replicate that on Saturday, it's just not a, a good chance. It's just not a chance that you take. In this situation, right? You have a guy who's coming back from injury, right? And I understand the coaching staff, you know, vacillating on making a decision because Wilcox likes to have as many possible quarterbacks in play coming into a game as possible just to sow a little bit of doubt in in opposing defenses. But Chase Garbers, you know, he's been throwing the ball around. He looks okay, sure. But do you really put a guy who's just been injured back in there? And if you do... So, no, you want to put Chase Garbers in to start this game. How long is the leash for Chase Garbers? Hmm, good question. I think the leash for him is probably about, I would say, a quarter, at least one quarter for sure. I give him the first quarter, maybe a little bit of the second quarter, and if he just doesn't look like himself, then we'll put Monster in. But, again, this is the reason why I don't want to put Monster in. I feel like he only had one good game when he was playing in Chase Garbers' absence, and... That game was against the worst defense in the Pac-12. So what do you expect from a quarterback? I feel like Spencer Brash would have had just as good of a game. Maybe a little bit worse. Maybe a little bit worse because he's young. But I feel like against Washington State in that defense, he was bound to have a good game. There's something that's got to be said for the ability of the team to bounce back after losing 35-0 at Utah, especially the defense, right? The defense basically got flattened by Utah. In many, many ways. And they come back, they only allow 20 points. Well, they allow, we'll say the defense allowed 18 points. That was a crazy first part of that game. Uh, I that was, a, that was a full, like, you could just leave. You would have gotten your entertainment's worth after about five minutes. At a age of man, years. Of game time. Seriously. I was sitting there. I was, it really was not computing in my head all of the action that happened in those, <laughs> like, first eight plays. Seriously. What, what, what was it? It was... We run the first play, interception, touchdown, blocked extra point, leading to two points. I think a lot of Cal points. fans want to just forget that game. The beginning of the game? Forget the whole game. Um, what do you mean? We lost 37-0. to no, 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 no. I'm talking about this just, just this past week, Noah. Oh, the, oh. the beginning of, yeah. Versus the, Washington yeah, State. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I Cal fans still might want to forget it, well, the beginning of it. but You know, we'll see. 6-5 six, six to five is not a typical uh, football score. In the uh, in the early stages, anyway, defense bounce back. That's I think the strong point for Cal. Still, even with the offense coming off a good performance, you come off a good performance against a trash defense that's had two defensive coordinators this year. Okay, 
Can you do the same thing against USC? Cal needs at least one win to be bowl eligible. And they're going to play these three California schools coming up. They need two wins to actually get into a real bowl and uh, and be assured of that. So last I heard all the bowl projections at Cal going to into the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl, which is... Uh, hey, the Sun Bowl is a big one, though. Maybe I'm misquoting. It's I also definitely, saw the, the it's, Las Vegas it, Bowl. It's a Tony the Tiger type bowl is what it is. It's, it's labeled Tony the Tiger is the bowl that Cal is projected to be in. So... It's either that bowl or no bowl at it's all. The, it's the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl. Tony the Tiger right. Sun Bowl. And he is looking over a very threatening uh, star. That logo is terrifying. The uh, the last time Cal beat two out of the three California schools in one year was 2009. Wow. The, the Tedford era. So oh I wouldn't I wouldn't bet your hopes on the stretch run for the Golden Bears. This year, you're listening to Bear Talk on 90.7 FM KALX Berkeley. Sam Wiseman here alongside McCoy Cantwell and Noah Rafaga, or whatever. We're here. We're improvising. I don't know. I don't even know Noah's last name. It's uh, just another wacky night, wacky Wednesday here for Cal. Noah has no thoughts on this. Well, I mean, you said it right, so. Oh. Oh, <laughs> so okay. why would he have any right. thoughts? Well, Let's w- talk about USC. I'm nervous about USC. I'm the only one in this room that's I'm nervous. really I'm nervous about USC. I'm nervous for USC. Yeah, I'm, so I'm like that, I said, I'm the only person in this room that's nervous about USC. I'm nervous for USC and that I'm nervous that they're going to get another half of their team injured in this game. Seriously, you look at the injuries, you, th- you think Cal is having a hard time on the offensive side. USC is down to their fourth string running back, their second, and they were down to their third string quarterback earlier this year, right? Clay Helton's gone after this year. They're basically down to the, their their last string coach. Oh, he's gone after this year. He's gone after this year, right? How is USC even making a season of it at this point is my question. And they go out and they beat Arizona State, and Kadon Slowis throws for four touchdowns. Okay, but you, but you said that you know they're so injured, all that. That is the thing that is annoying about USC is that they have such insane, ridiculous depth. Their fourth string running back, Keenan Christen, he was the 2019 California State champion in the hundred meter and two hundred meter dash. He's fast. Wow. He is fast. Everybody on this team is fast. I have been looking into this. I've been watching footage. Any any kind of QB sneak kind of stuff that goes on, that's that's the fastest thing I've ever seen, uh, whether that's Slovis or or Luke Falk. God, I, I'm nervous about literally every single facet of this game. And since you mentioned Slovis, let's talk about him because he put on a game against Arizona State. Threw for 297 yards and four touchdowns in the first quarter alone. That's just in the first quarter. Ended up finishing the game 29 for 39 with 432 yards. That's that's going to be tough to stop. Yeah, well, it helps when Kurt Warner is your high school offensive coordinator, right? That's like you ever see uh, – you know Brett Favre coaches his his kids' flag football league, right? His peewee, their peewee football league, right? Brett Favre coaches uh-huh. the league. But – for only one of the he coaches for two of his kids, for only one of his kids' teams is he the head coach, and for the, his oldest kid, he is just the he's the defensive coordinator for that team. That's wow. like they that's made like Brett Favre the defensive Brett, coordinator of a children's flag. Football who is team. the head coach for like a ten year old pee wee football team? Who makes Brett Favre your defensive coordinator? It's who is boss, that guy? That's Mike Ditka. Is, is John Madden <laughs> that, no, coaching? That is, that is Mike Ditka. I'm just saying, like, if you're going to make Kurt Warner a high school coach, I see offensive coordinator, but I really see head coach. You know, Kurt Warner, 
is all I'm saying, right? So Kadan Slovis has a, has a little leg up there. I mean, Ross Bauer's parents were a gymnast. His mom was a gymnast. That's I guess true. That's a little leg up right there. Luke Beckett's mom is an Olympic gymnast. Right, we got a lot of gymnasts at Cal. Yeah, what's up with what's up with uh, football with a gymnast legacy? Hey, you got to be flexible, okay? You have to be flexible, and I suppose you do have to be graceful. Now, the more that I think about like it, like a gazelle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't actually know about the flexibility of gazelles, like but the an, gracefulness, like an antelope. Yeah, perfect. A kudu. A kudu. Who do? You do. Oh. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, USC's offense something to be. I don't know. I'm not. I'm. I'm impressed with how well they've done as far as their injuries have gone this year. If, if you if you told me at the beginning of the season that you know Malapai and Step would be out by whatever week five, I would not have seen them. Definitely would have seen them beating Arizona State. Especially you look at their team at week five in the season and you look ahead to that Arizona State game and that is not a win on the schedule. And it's impressive what they've been able to do. Right? They were just getting Kadan Slovis back. Right, ended up with, you know, a good performance from Matt Fink in that Utah game. Right, and USC for a while was positioned to control its own destiny in the Pac-12 South. Right, and that's something that, again, I really wouldn't have seen for them with all these injuries coming. As far as the defense goes, right, and actually, McCoy, I know you had a you had a little a little spotlight you wanted to to bring up. Your, oh God, your favorite player on USC. My favorite player on USC because you know I'm always a sucker for a good name, whether it's Haha Clinton Dix. This one is easily up there. Amon Ra St. Brown. Amon Ra St. Brown. Not only is he just a a star stardom name, but he's great. Yeah, he's really good. He's fantastic. I'm a five star. Yeah, he's a five star. He's a five star man and a five star name. So far, he's got he's got. Uh, I think he's only got one rush touchdown uh, this year, which would be great. Uh, he's a wide receiver, and he still has one rushing touchdown. He can do everything. That's again another example of somebody that is ridiculously fast. Amon Ra's boat travels across the sky by day and through the world of the dead by night. He was the chief of the Egyptian gods, and he has brought that magic into the USC offense, which, again, I am so scared about. We haven't even begun. We have not even begun to begin talking about Michael Pittman Jr., who is going to be what whatever team he lands on is going to be—this uh, is an NFL team, I mean. That is going to be a dynasty. Wow, that's, that's a bold, a dynasty. That's a hot that's, take right there. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of nervous about the USC game. <laughs> well, in any case, it's going to be, well, I would say the the Cal secondary versus true freshman Kidon Slovis, and that's the matchup this is going to come down to. And can Slovis place the ball accurately? Because if he can't, and the secondary takes over. That's the game right there for Cal. USC is scoring. 30 points a game. Do you think they score more than 30 points or less? So take it or leave it right here. Take it or, leave, take it. or leave it. Oh, McC- that's a good one. McCoy. I'm actually saying way less because if we can keep up, I I still think that they're going to not only have a good chance of winning the game, I think they're going to, I don't want to call it a route, but it's going to be less than 30 points. They have re- they have relied heavily, even though you've got you know this strong, you know, you, you did mention that there was this injured uh, running back core, but still strong players all the, all the way down to fourth string, uh, they're still relying on this kind of air raid offense kind of thing. So if you're just hail marrying the ball all the way down the field and hoping to connect with, yeah, of course you're going to connect with your 
your fantastic team uh, a couple of times, you're going to hit Michael Pittman. He makes insane catches, but we, we've got good enough pass defense to be able to cover it most of the time. Less than 30. I'm going less than 32. I think the Cal secondary is going to step up. Yeah. You know, why not make it unanimous? Less than 30 points. It's generally a good idea to bet the under these days on Cal, even though the the takers haven't really lived up to their nickname this season. I'll I'll, I'll go with you guys under under thirty for for USC. USC versus Cal this coming Saturday night. You can catch it all right here on ninety point seven FM KALX Berkeley, eight oh five PM kickoff time. The CalX pregame show hits the air at seven forty five PM Pacific. Again, that's on ninety point seven FM streaming live worldwide at KALX.Berkeley. Dot edu. We hope that you can join us this coming Saturday on the Cal Lakes pregame show. We'll talk to Cal de- defensive coordinator Tim DeRuder and Cal quarterback Josh Drayden, who played in his final game of the season versus Washington State last Saturday. He'll be redshirting and will not be honored on senior night, as it will be senior night this coming Saturday. Also, the annual Joe Roth game for the Golden Bears. This Saturday night, again, 8 p.m. kickoff, 7.45 p.m., the CalX pregame show. With that, let's take a turn on to Cal basketball, men's and women's, both of them. I want to talk both of them. And, oh, boy, thriller last night. Definitely a thriller. And even though it was a game against a team that is probably not going to be competitive or wouldn't be competitive in the Pac-12, and even though it was a, a game that had a slim margin of victory, there is... So much to be said for going from an 18, a 19-game losing streak last year to a four-point overtime victory when you were trailing by as many as nine points with seven and a half minutes left to go in regulation. Yeah, you've got a chance that by the time we play Duke, uh, which which is happening on Thursday the 21st, by the way, there is a non-zero chance, and actually, I'd say a pretty good one, that Cal is going to come in 4-0. and that that could be a possibility against, against the number the two rank harder. against the number two rank in the country. Do we have an Evansville moment no, coming exactly. for Cal? <laughs> uh, that's not really quite a fair comparison. I would no, say. it's not because Cal's supposed to be better than that. But you know, hey, if it helps, send prayers. Okay. Speaking of Evansville, uh, you guys watch that game? That was a crazy game. That was a crazy game. Kentucky only led for three and a half minutes. Interesting fact: Evansville has a top sixty player in the nation. Played at Arizona State his freshman year, transferred to Kansas, played for Bill Self two seasons ago, and now is on Evansville. And that's a sneaky pickup they had right there. Guaranteed a starting spot right there. Exactly. With that transfer. Yeah, Cal's going to play Duke. I don't really want to talk about that. We'll have time to get into Cal versus Duke next week. Oh boy, will that be a fun breakdown. But yeah, Cal takes down UNLV. And man, Kareem South is my guy right there. That's I think I think I found someone someone to root for on this team. It's Kareem South for me. At the Six, six the two free throws at the end. Very cool. Very smooth. Cal actually does something on defense. I don't think I don't think Viking Jones would have ever done. Oh, Viking what Mar- Jones! What Mark Fox did, which is to, win more than one game. I'm just saying to to win that game. Mark Fox made some actually good defensible coaching moves at the end of that game. Something that I did not ever see Viking Fox do. Viking Fox. Viking Jones do. Interestingly, he did take out senior point guard Paris Austin in favor of the freshman, Joel Brown. 
Um, it was his birthday. It was his birthday. He had to be in the game. Yeah. You know, I think here's the thing, and this is this is what Mark Fox said. They've been putting Austin in. They put Austin in off the bench on Saturday, or sorry, on Saturday yesterday, right? And yeah, it does. It gives the second unit a good amount of experience, right? Like I see where he's coming from. This is the thing. I can understand the strategy for Mark Fox. I can understand what he's doing. Like I would coach like Y King Jones if I could coach a basketball team because I'm very very bad at basketball coaching, right? <laughs> but Mark Fox is good, and I understand what he's doing. It's fantastic. It's great. It helps me follow the game. Um, I think we have to show Matt Bradley some love. I think he's the real X factor for this Cal team moving forward, especially against Duke and really in the Pac-12. Um, through two games, he's averaging 24 points and five rebounds, and more importantly, he's shooting 57 percent from three. I mean, those are some pretty good numbers so far in the season, and he's taken a big step from last year. I think he's going to be a really key piece for this Cal team if they're going to get some more wins. Yeah, overall, just great win for the Golden Bears. I'm happy. I'm happy about it. Cal's going to travel to the Empire Classic, or uh, they're going to host a couple of teams, excuse me, for the Empire Classic coming up, and then they will travel to play Duke, at Madison Square Garden on November 21st. And that will be hopefully a game that the Bears can hang in for a little bit. So I'm I'm excited for that. Then they're going to play either Texas or Georgetown, which is also going to be a good game uh, the same weekend. Both very good teams as well. Yeah, the day after also at Madison Square Garden. So that's Cal men's basketball. But what I really want to talk about, and I'm sad we don't have too much time for it, Cal women's basketball. A good showing against UConn. And that is something that... With Christina Nguyen gone, with Asia Thomas gone, I don't think that 72-61 is a final score that many people would have predicted for this team. You look at the contributions from just the freshmen in this Cal-UConn game, right? Cal's able to hold, I will say, was UConn's first game, but in the first half, Cal was able to hold UConn. They held their best shooters to... Ofer and Onefer from the field, they were hanging into it. They were hanging in the game at the half. They end up down by 11 points, but it's not like Cal ever really got blown out at any point in that game. And playing against the number five, number four team in the country, I'm just happy. And UConn's always up there. It, does, just, it doesn't matter if this year they're number four. They've got the most historic. I mean, they had that record. How many games in a row did the UConn women win? It was a lot. It was 200 a high and, number. Uh, 200 and something. 203, I think. It was an obscene games. number. Yeah. Um, also, just announced today, Cal has recruited, the, Cal women's basketball has recruited the number six recruiting class in the nation. Yeah, three five stars. Three, three five stars. Three five stars, yeah. Charmin Smith's first year as, as a head coach, and she recruits three five-star players. We're going to talk to Charmin Smith on the program on Bear Talk next week. We hope you tune in. Cal down to UConn. They also lost their season over to Harvard uh, by just three points. That was a, that was, actually, that was a more exciting game. It was a it was a fun game to watch. But Cal women's basketball will have their home opener this coming week. We hope that you will come out to Haas Pavilion, support the women's basketball team. As a reminder, you can catch select men's and women's basketball games right here on 90.7 FM KALX Berkeley. We are your only source for California women's basketball. Excited to be bringing you the conference schedules for both men's and women's basketball this year right here on KALX Berkeley. 
And again, we hope that you join us for those games down the stretch. Take a look at kalx.berkeley.edu for coverage details. You can also follow at KALX Sports on Twitter for all the details on Bear Talk and any Calix and Cal sports broadcasts that are going to be going on throughout this coming winter, including as we wrap up tonight, we invite you to stay tuned, including the UC, excuse me, USC Cal game this coming Saturday. That game will kick off at 8.05 p.m. Pacific, the Cal H pregame show at 7.45 p.m. Pacific time. We hope that you join us 7.45 p.m. on 90.7 FM KALX Berkeley. Your Cal Sports Radio Network. The Nightman is next here on KALX University and listener-supported radio. It's been great having you with us for Bear Talk tonight. For Noah Rafaga, McCoy Cantwell, my name is Sam Wiseman. We'll talk to you next Wednesday, every Wednesday night at 9 p.m. Pacific for Bear Talk. And once again, until 7.45 p.m. this Saturday when USC comes to town for a late game versus California, this is Cal Sports on 90.7 FM KALX Berkeley, your Cal Sports Radio Network.